just want to do God's will. The kind of revolution that the world needs is a Christian revolution. If you want a miracle, you've got to expect it to happen. You are the recipients of God's grace and God's blessings, and you rejoice in that reality. Welcome to Life Today Live. Good to have you here today. Uh, there is I mean, there's a lot going on in our world, and I know we say that often. Every generation says it. We've all got things going on. But, you know, the Bible talks about wars and rumors of wars, and, and they had them back then, uh, and we've still got them now. And you look at it, and you, sometimes you, it can be a little unnerving, uh, and you go, "What what's going on, you know? Can we, what, is, is, is this world ill-fated, you know? Uh, and, and so I think it's good to kind of ask those questions, explore those issues. And, and even in, you know, like Old Testament, where God's talking to Israel, we can learn from that. We, we can see God's nature, God's truths, and those are timeless. So here's a question. What, what is God saying uh, to America or if you're in Canada, to Canada or Australia, wherever you're at. What is what is God saying to the people of this world today? And what can we learn perhaps through Scripture? Well, there's a, a new book out uh, by Jordan Wells. It is called The Messengers. Uh, and Jordan uses a, a technique that I really enjoy and love. And that is a, a fiction story a parable, if you will, because Jesus did this all the time. I love it. Storytelling is very powerful. Uh, and, and he tells a story to convey some some truths about, about God and about us, wherever you're at. So we're going to walk through some of that. I appreciate you guys being here. Chat is open if you're watching on a chat-enabled chan- uh, chat enabled channel live. Feel free to jump in the conversation. And as always, we appreciate your kind comments. Even whether you agree or disagree, just be nice about it. Uh, uh, if you're watching this in the replay. Jordan, good to have you on Live Today Live. Welcome to the program. Thank you so much for having me. All right, walk us through The Messengers. Tell us a little bit about this story so we can uh, understand maybe some of the bigger themes that you're looking at. Well, it's a very prophetic novel. It's uh, God gave it to me because when I began to write it out, it was such a a difficult word to kind of give. So I, I say, God, how do I write this? And God said, write it. People like stories. Yeah. Jesus, as you talk about you know, many times, like he would give hard truths. He would give it in a parable. He would give it in a story and he would take them on a journey. That's what made him such a good teacher. So God took me and he, I opened up the word of God and I said, God, what all the stuff happened in our government and in the church and God began to show me the messengers, these people, which were the prophets of the Old Testament, the mm. people that God used to deal with nations, to speak to kings, um, and how he dealt with Israel and how he dealt with America and how that is speaking to, still today. And um, that's what the messenger is about. It's about it's a book that really God gave me about the heart of America, God, what God's heart for America, not just America. I believe if you're in another country, wherever you are. These same biblical principles that I talk about in the messengers, these messengers change their culture. They change their society. Mm. Whether we talk about Daniel, you know, who changed an entire empire with his prayers. He changed the whole empire. Mm. You know, he was alone in that empire. You know, he had his three friends with him, we know, but he himself, we had, you know, whether it was him or Esther, 
or uh, which one is one of our main characters in the book, uh, or uh, Jeremiah. These people, even though people would put them on a pedestal, but no, God wants you to take on that same uh, assignment. Yes, you might not be a biblical, the, those people like prophet, but you can be a voice of God. You can be a voice in your community. You can be a voice of your family. You can be a voice on your workplace. You can be a person of prayer. You can be a person of intercession. Whatever God is called, wherever sphere God is called to, you can be a messenger, one or, or a watchman, a person that warns, that prepares the people. And that's really my heart in the message. And that's what the message is about. It's about a message to America that God has a word for us. And our the word, I, I can't tell too much of it, but... <laughs> This word is crucial. We uh, This is an urgent time we're living in. We're living in very, a very urgent time in our country. Our country is in an urgent time, and we need voices of clarity, and we need the Church of Jesus Christ to rise up and to become the stander in the gap, the, the builder of the hedge for our country. Yeah, and you know, I mean, this is this is the pattern in Scripture. You know, redeem the time for the days are evil. And, and you look— I like this phrase you you just said. You said you can be a voice in your community, and I think sometimes we we almost put you know uh, Old Testament prophets or uh, even the apostles on a, on a pedestal so high that we think we can never do what they did. But yet that's exactly what we're called to do: to speak truth into a, a godless culture. And I heard someone very recently say, yeah, you know, where I work, you know, they're just, they're just hostile towards Christians. And I just, I just kind of stay quiet. And I just wanted to go, no, I mean, there's a way to do it that, that's right. And it requires, you know, gentleness and kindness and being led by the spirit. But it's like, do you understand that? Like in Daniel's time, the government, the culture was evil in Jesus time. The, the, the Jews didn't like Jesus. The Jewish leaders didn't like Jesus. And Rome was awful you know i mean it's like yeah there's some bad things in our country but we're we're not being persecuted the way christians are in places like iran or mozambique uh, or china it's like man wake up uh, how much of this is a wake-up call to christians to be what we're supposed to be in whatever culture we're in well it's very important um in 2016 i began to pray i believe we all call to pray um, there are people that might have a ministry of it more than others, but every Christian is called to pray. And I remember I was praying for America, really wasn't very involved in anything that was going on. I was just interceding. God began to just give me his heart for our country. I believe we live in a great country, whether people say it or not. You know, we have so many opportunity in this country. I mean, this country has blessed me. Um, this is the one country you can come in and be poor and become rich, you know, yes. wealthy. Yes. Um, you know, people are flooding to get over here because it's a great country. And so I began to pray for the country. And um, we're called to pray for whatever country we're in. Whether you like the leadership or not, you're called to pray for them. The Bible tells us to so that we can have peace. The reason mm. we are called to pray is so we can have peace. Mm, that's good. And um, God, and I began to pray in 2015, 2000, well, actually it was 2015, I began to pray. And in 2020, God began to do something. After 2020, God said, I don't want you to just pray. I want you to get involved. Yeah. And I said, God, what does that mean? And this is part of the messengers, because one of the calls of the messengers is that, that Christians need to get involved, not just in politics, but our society. Mm -hmm. um, we need anointed Christians on school boards. Mm -hmm. We need anointed Christians to run for office. We need anointed Christians to get involved in different aspects of teaching, education, whatever that is. 
And God told me, I want you to run for state representative. I said, God, what does that look like? I don't know what to do. I don't know anything <laughs> about politics. I don't even like politics, God. I'm a minister of the gospel. And God told me, I want you to run. God began to open doors. I was serving at an event. One of the head leaders of the state said, God, you're going to be the governor one day. You got you got that charismatic to you. <laughs> and he took me under his wing. And I, I in a month, in six months, I was, I was on the ballot for state house representative. I ended up becoming a campaign manager for one of the biggest campaigns that was in our state. Uh, got to be around mayors and governors and got to pray for them and, and speak into their lives and all this stuff because I just said yes. And so really... I'm not qualified to do this. You're not either. None of us are as far as the people that are listening. You might feel like I'm unqualified. I have so many Christians. God, I feel like God is telling me to run for school board. I feel like God is telling me to do this. I feel like, but they just don't, they just don't, they, it's like this fear. But we got to realize that Daniel was in a persecuted culture. And we talk about this in the book, but yet he stood for God. Mm -hmm. Things are going to, you know, there's going to be more as, you know, as things get more crazy in our nation, we're going to see there more of a hostility toward Christianity. But in the hostility, God does his greatest work. Mm -hmm. During the early church persecution of Christians, the church grew the most. Yep. So, yeah, well, this is the best time for the light of Jesus Christ to shine is in the darkness. Oh, man, it's, it's easy for us to sit around and, and curse the darkness. But man, you light that light. That's what God calls us to be. Is that? And you know, a candle. And if it's really, really dark, a candle seems bright. In the daylight, you hardly notice a candle. But man, in the darkness, that candle stands out like like a beacon. So I love it. I love what you're saying. Okay. Okay. I want to ask you a question. So, um, yeah. the the vice president of our ministry, and this is public, so I mean, obviously, not saying anything. Nobody couldn't find out or doesn't already. He uh, served under the Reagan administration for six years and then um, did some other things, uh, was the, uh, I forget his title, but he was the assistant to Elizabeth Dole. And then he got out of politics and he ended up here and he's been here for over two decades. He's now the vice president of Life Outreach International. A few years ago, he ran against Ted Cruz in the primary for, wow. for senator here in Texas. And everybody's like, what do you what are you doing? I mean, Ted Cruz has been on the show. Uh, we generally like his politics, you know, and he just felt like God called him to do that. He lost. It wasn't even close, you know. Um, but he goes, you know what? I needed to do that because God had to teach him some things and connect him to some people in that process. Now, you ran for state senate. Is that what you said? State house. State house. Did you win? No. But did you did God work in even what the world would call a defeat? What did God do in you? Well, he did a lot because uh, in that, I, I, it opened up politics to me, gave me a lot of credibility uh, to speak into government, you know, mm -hmm. and to say, I'm, I'm one of you. Um, I've, I've run, I know, uh, the, you know, I know I got to work on the governor of a Florida campaign and uh, I got to work uh, in some very high places because I just got involved. Mm -hmm. um, and, and I tell people I've got to speak Christian. I mean, they call me pastor in politics. They call me pastor. <laughs> so there's an honor and a respect. I don't change who I am. They see what I say on Facebook. They see what I say and they still honor me and respect me because even the 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 chairman of, of Florida of um one of the political chairmen, he said, you have a future, you have, you're a star. <laughs> and I didn't, I, I'm a star for Jesus, but right, right. It, it, he, re, he recognized that this is a call on your life. 
And so um, it's not about losing. He told me when I ran, he said, you might not win, but God will teach you a lot. Uh. And what it what it did for me was saying, I run, I got involved. I did what God told me to do. Exactly. And so we have to get involved because, listen, the enemy has encroached on a lot of territory because the church didn't do anything. And we have to get in there, be the light in the darkness. We have to go. And that's really what the messengers I said is about. The messengers is about becoming a messenger. What is a messenger? It's a person that carries a message. Jesus called John the Baptist, the one crying out in the wilderness, preparing the way of the Lord. John the Baptist was a messenger in the wilderness. He, he gave a message about Jesus. We are all called to be the mouthpiece of God, to be messengers in our workplace to shine the light of Jesus Christ. And I go into government and I say that Jesus is Lord. While everybody's on Twitter talking about X, Y, and Z in the primaries, <laughs> I'm talking about I'm talking about Jesus and the primaries. You know, uh, I'm talking about being an intercessor. I'm talking about loving Jesus more. I'm talking about prayer and fasting. And that while they're attacking each other, and they get to see a little bit of light in the midst of that darkness. Yeah, and you know, I love that. And and I and I asked that question to make the a point that you made, but to just to put a fine point on on it. Um, Sometimes we're called to do things that, by the world's standards, has no chance of success or, or fail. But it's not failure. When you obey God and you say what Jordan's saying, you know, to the wherever you're at, you, 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 there is no failure. Usually, when it doesn't work out, you know, when you don't win the race, if you will, you are being prepared personally and you're being given a platform. And that's what I hear Jordan saying. God worked on him through that, worked other people and gave him a platform, what? To glorify God, not not ourselves. So when you're glorifying God, there is no defeat. You know, everything is a victory and I love that. All right, this is the this is the book. It's called The Messengers. You can go to themessengersnovel.com uh, and see more about that if you'd like. Uh, you can get it wherever you get books. But if you're interested and you want to, if you like the fiction stories the, and you want to get a little motivation while getting a little uh, enjoyable reading to get involved, I mean, that's, that's the bottom line here. Interesting point, and I want to go back to this one, Jordan. You said you started praying, and then a year or two later, God called you into action. And I think that's probably more important than people realize is starting with prayer that's not a, a passive stance that's a first preparation a lot of people want to go straight into the thing whether it's politics or starting a ministry and they don't start with prayer how critical do you think it was looking back that you spent that time in prayer well because prayer is everything i i talk about there was a story in the book i talk about it said toward the end but i talk about there was two people when uh, Germany, when during the all time of the Holocaust and all that stuff in World War II, there was two people that I talk about without talking about. Um, these two people was a person that spoke and a person that prayed. Hmm. Um, one of them, I was inspired by Bonaparte. I don't know if you know who Bonaparte is, uh, but it was also a guy named Reese Howes. It was a guy, uh, intercessor named Reese Howes. Hmm. He, when Germany was invading uh, during World War II, he had a Bible college in Wales, and he literally said, I'm going to pray that uh, so hard. He spent day and night in prayer, and, and and literally, it was such a supernatural victory that even the prime, even the, uh, I believe it was Winston Churchill, credited 
the in the, the, the not having Nazi takeover to the prayers of this Bible college. Wow. This Reese Howell, this intercessor, said, God, I'm going to contend with you. I'm going to pray. The Bible says that the watchman is to do several things, the prayer warrior, the watchman, the intercessor, to pray, to warn. But then it says that the intercessor is to make up the hedge, to make up the gap. That when that God would not, that the land wouldn't be judged or that there wouldn't be disaster that would hit the land or that wouldn't. And we see economy shaking. We see all this bad stuff happening. If the church would get on its face and pray, I really believe that we could see a renewal of evangelism in America. We could see revival. I, I'm not a doomsday gloom guy. I believe that God can pour out his spirit in the worst of times. He can mm -hmm. see mass evangelism. He can pour out his spirit. People get saved again on the street corners, and we can see a generation coming up. But the church has to pray because it's only through prayer that we can see a shift in our government, a shift in our politics. Yeah. These are too big for us alone. We can't do it in our own power. Daniel couldn't do it in his own power they gave uh, one of the stories i love is esther the esther the name of the main character in our book and esther is uh, 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 the the king gives a verdict of death to jewish people haman sneaks around sne uh, plots against the jewish people there was a decree of death over an entire nation of people yeah. and esther said give me a minute and and mordecai says you're called for a time such as and i'm here to tell whoever's watching the camera you're called for a time such as this like mm -hmm. esther mm -hmm. and he said you and he said he, he said god put you here for this time and if you don't do it somebody else will do it because god's gonna find the intercessor. he's gonna find a person that'll get involved mm -hmm. he'll find a person but god i want god i want it to be me lord send me and and esther took upon herself then she went on a three-day fast and she prayed and God broke the, the power of Haman and ha the, the, the trap that the Esther, that, that they made for the people, Jewish people, Haman was hung on the gallows <laughs> yeah. that he had set for the Jewish people. And I'm going to tell you, we have a lot of Haman situations going on, whether it's the war in Israel or, or whether it's uh, um, the war in Israel or whether it's uh, what's happening in our culture, whether it's Marxism, socialism, whatever we got going on. God has an answer, and his answer has not changed. It's the church. We've always been his answer. Yep. And he said, if my people, and that's one of the key scriptures of the book, if my people who are called by my name, he didn't say the world. So we can't say, oh, well, it's the world that's so wicked. No, he said, the Bible said, if my people will, who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face, I will heal the land. Joel 2 says, gather the solemn assembly, pray and intercede, and I will then do this. So God says, if we'll pray, we'll intercede, if we'll, if we'll stand in the gap, mm -hmm. if we'll speak, then he'll do the rest. Yeah. So that's really the message. That's the rest of them that I'm carrying for 2024. Everybody looking for a word. This book is a word for 2024. Mm -hmm. 2024 is going to be a chaotic year. We got the elections coming up. We're not going to see much crazier stuff than we're going to hear and see in 2024. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> and if we're not praying, the devil's going to be raging. We're going to have attacking each other and attacking Christians and a pro-life, pro-choice. And it's going to be crazy. But the church message needs to be, we're going to seek the face of God. We're going to pray because God's going to do, I believe God can do a miracle in our country in this next few years. I love it. And, you know, it's interesting you talk about, you know, Haman and Esther uh, and Daniel. And you got to figure, and you look at Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, too. You got to figure when Daniel was, you know, falling from ground level into the lion's den, or when Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were being 
thrown into the there there had to have been that moment i don't know i, I just know if it was me probably that moment where you're <laughs> like you'd be like god where what happened where are you why didn't you come through why is it ending like this but you know what when you when you hear god and you obey god it may look like the end man but that's when god like you said does his greatest work flips it and turns it around uh so man it's and you know what? Then we don't get the glory. We're like, man, I, I just got thrown into the fire. So, you know, and then God showed up and everything changed. But you know what? It takes it takes that act of hearing, which I think is why prayer is the foundation, and then obeying. Um, were you tempted to not obey when you felt like God was telling you to do something that looked way beyond your ability when, when you started, when, when you ran for office there in Florida? Yeah, and I've got so many death threats, man. I mean, I've oh, got, I really have. I've got threats. I get threats all the time. I get called a false prophet. I get called, the names I've been called. I mean, there have been threats. I mean, because people, we're in such a, a toxic, polarized, divided culture. You know, there's to be a time where if you were Democrat or Republican, you you know, you got along with each other. You could work together. You know, it was a it was a different world. I mean, you know, and nowadays, if you speak on certain issues, you you used to have an opinion on those things. But I tell people, I I come with I just speak what God's truth, and uh, we can do that in love. And so, whether I'm on TikTok talking about political issues, um, it's always challenging. You and especially because I ran as a more conservative, as an African American. And, you know, and that was definitely a lot of attack. People attacked me. Um, Uncle Tom, I've been called it all. Mm. Um, but I don't, um, I stand for God's truth. And I, and I, it doesn't matter. God told me a long time ago, and one of my, that's why I write about these messengers, how these people are my heroes. Daniel is my hero because he stood in a culture that, 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 that literally was hostile against his God. And he proved to be, and he, and he showed Jeremiah, nobody liked Jeremiah. Uh, Jeremiah is heavily talked about in the book. And one of the things I love about Jeremiah, Jeremiah was a problem. They hated Jeremiah. Everything he said, they hated it. But everything he said came to pass. And so um, when I ran, nobody liked it. A lot of people didn't like it. I had supported my wife. I had a support of a few people. Even the party people didn't like it because I ran against people that were establishment people. Yeah, yeah. Um, they like, who is this young guy coming in here rebuking us, <laughs> telling us that we need to have God and we need to be real Christians? Because, you know, a lot of people in politics say they're real Christians. But we're going to we're going to I'm going to run a clean campaign. I'm not going to trash people. Um, and things like that. So I ran a clean campaign. I, I focused on the issues and I got a lot of popularity. Um, and it's so much so that the person that ran, it was three of us that ran. The girl asked me to, when I left the campaign trail, God told me to support her. She paid me a lot of money to be her campaign manager. I didn't know anything <laughs> about being a campaign manager. I was like, God, I'm a preacher. I, I'm, 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 a, I'm traveling evangelist. How am I going to have, this is not me, Lord. God said, be our campaign manager. We went up against one of the big persons who's actually state representative now who won, but we almost beat her with our, but with, with my help and with God's help, we almost beat this lady. She ran a very negative campaign against us, but we all, we won. And so God, God, and then I have a, a, a ministry where I have a voice USA. It's a not, it's a, it's a, 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 a like a nonprofit I kind of started and, we we focus on political and cultural issues and 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 really being God's voice in politics and yeah. government, 
And uh, um, I have so many death threats on there. I have people that write me a, a hundred to one. They're always, you know, negative. I have a lot of encouragement on there, whether I'm speaking about, you know, this issue or this issue. But God has told me this. I'd rather stand on the side of God and be the only, be on. but I know I'm not like Elijah where Elijah said, God, am I the only one? God said, no, there are many that have not bowed. Mm. And so I believe there are many like me that are all around this country that have not bowed to culture, political correctness, cancel culture. Uh, I'm not afraid of cancel culture. I'm not afraid of this or that. I am afraid of God mm. and of uh, 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 the, the watchman on the wall. You know, he said, if you give the warning and don't warn the people, if you don't tell them what I'm telling you, Ezekiel, then the blood will be on your hands. Mm. But but if you if you warn them and you tell them what I say, it's off of your hands. Mm. So this is my Ezekiel message. It's a great encouraging message. It's not just it's not a doom and gloom message, the messenger. It's a very encouraging message, a very positive message. But there's also a a, a warning. Uh, uh, there's also a uh, exhortation to the body of Christ that it's we we can't be caught between two opinions. We got to we got to stand with the Lord yeah. because the culture is going to say more and more. Will you stand with God? Mm-hmm. Will you stand with God? You mm-hmm. say you believe in God. Will you stand with Him? Yeah. And uh, I'm going to be one that no matter what, I'm going to stand on the side of truth, even when everybody else say you're black, you're supposed to be this way. You're supposed to vote for this person. You're supposed to be with this campaign or this. Way. No, I'm not black. I am Christian Yeah, Amen. first. Amen. And then I'm African-American. Sure. Uh, one lady interviewed me for a show that I'm going on soon. And she said, this is what, you know, a black, black person with your beliefs about things you don't really see that you know she was hispanic so she didn't want to offend me but i but i but i told her no i'm fine i get it all the time um you know uh you know because they assume that you because you, you're and i have certain beliefs but i told them no i have my word is is my worldview is a biblical worldview i have a biblical worldview i love it i mean scripturally he says that he has made us into a, a, a kingdom a kingdom of god every tribe every nation uh and and i don't man some of the the lines that we draw are man-made lines and groups and boxes and it's not god you know so i i sure appreciate it i I love that message let me ask you this because jesus said uh he told his disciples uh blessed are you when others revile you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account so, Jordan, are you blessed? I'm blessed. <laughs> uh, I'm blessed because um, if mm-hmm. I tell people we are all prophetic voices in a way for the Lord, we, we mm-hmm. the prophetic is just what is God saying, and you speak his truth from his word. When you speak truth to a culture, Second Thessalonians talks about how people will not want to hear the truth. Um, it also said they'll be given over to seducing spirits yeah, and yeah. Uh, doctrines of devils and and all these things. So people, we're in a, a culture because America was, we talk about this in the book as well. America was founded on Christian values, whether you want to believe it or not. I studied, I used, I'm a teacher now, uh, educator, and um, I know history and I love history. And America was founded on God. Our founding fathers, they weren't perfect, but they made a covenant with God when they came over here and the pilgrims, and and they said, uh, they dedicated America to God, and they said, uh, we want to give this nation to God. And so America is a Judeo-Christian nation. It's kind of 
going away. It's went away from that. Mm -hmm. And just like Israel did, it's not nor it's not unnormal. Or Israel was a, a godly nation. They always was turning away from God. Yeah. God just couldn't get them. They didn't understand how blessed they were. Yeah. And uh, so when you have a culture that is going away from God and you're calling them back to God, you're saying, we got to, you know, this issue is a God thing. You know, I believe in the importance of praying for these coming elections and interceding for a godly candidate to be elected. But we got to remember that the answer is not just in politics. That's right. It's in God. That's right. It's, it's in God because you cannot legislate morality. You can try. You know, you can try to legislate morality, but in the end, people are still going to buck up against it if they haven't have a heart change. That's right. So the, the issue that we're facing in America is a God issue. Um, and and it, it's, it's, it's a godlessness in our government, in entertainment, and education. And how do we do that? We do it through prayer. So I'm blessed because the Bible says Jesus spoke to you. They call him truth. And they hated him. They hated Jeremiah. They hated John the Baptist. Mm -hmm. They hated Ezekiel. And so if they hate you, you're in good company. Yeah. Yeah, and they weren't always kind to the, the uh, twelve disciples who went out preaching. No, the they all they all died except one. John, yeah. Um, uh, uh, Apostle John, he was on the Isle of Patmos. The his uh, the early church history said they tried to boil him in oil. He wouldn't boil. Yeah. It was swimming in the oil. They threw him on an owl, yeah. uh, uh, the Isle of Patmos. And so you know they tried they they tried to kill him too. But uh, they start you know so you're going to be hated because. The devil hates truth. The enemy, we all have an adversary, and he hates us. Yeah, but they changed the world, and that's what I hear you saying. We're they here to change the world. world. I love it. Uh, appreciate you, man. This is very good. All right, I'll show you guys the book one more time. This is The Messengers by Jordan Wells. You can uh, go straight to the website, themessengersnovel.com, or you can pick it up wherever you get books. But hopefully this conversation will stir you. I uh, appreciate you guys that are watching us live. Brenda, Jennifer, Mike, Sharon, Bernardo, Patty, all you guys hit that share button. Say, Hey, look, here's some encouragement. God is calling his people to be that voice. And it, it whether it's in the community level, city level, state level, national level, global, it doesn't matter. It's, it's hearing foundation of prayer, hearing his voice, obeying, and you will, you will see a difference. People may not always like it, and that's okay, because God's at work. Thank you, Jordan. Anything you want to add before I let you go? No, just the book is on pre-order. It comes out on January uh, 6th. Ah. Um, um, it's on pre-order, uh, so you can go on Amazon and get it and get this pre-order, because we want this book to really get the message out there. I believe this book will bless you. I believe we've had people that have read it already, and they said, man, I— I'm not even into current, I don't care, but I'm reading this book and I begin to cry. I begin to, you know, so it's a really touching book and I believe it'll, it'll stir your heart. So it's on Amazon. You can go on there, pre-order, uh, just type in The Messenger Jordan Wells, yeah. or you can go to www.themessengersnovel.com and get it and share it with somebody once you get your copy. God bless you. There you go. And it's early enough. You can make it a Christmas gift. So there yes. you go. Uh, well, they won't get it until the next week after, but they, we get that. And I, f I forgot it is on pre-order, but let's do it. Let's make it a big, you know what? If, if everybody orders pre-order, actually, it'll kick it up in the rankings and get more visibility, which would be a really good thing. It's called The Messengers by Jordan Wells. Thanks again, Jordan, for being here. I appreciate all you guys out there watching. Uh, if you haven't liked or followed or subscribed, I'd recommend you do that, and you'll get notification of more good interviews like this. And I'll see you again tomorrow here on Life Today Live.
be true to what you said on paper.